This is the Startup Pregnant Podcast, episode number 12. Welcome to the Startup Pregnant Podcast, where we talk to creative leaders about what it means to be an entrepreneur and a parent. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. This episode is brought to you by our amazing friends at Taskerly Virtual Assistants. They are a virtual assistant godsend to anybody who is a busy lady. And if there's one thing I know, parents and entrepreneurs are pretty busy. If you are curious, head to taskerly.co slash pregnant and apply to work with them. As a bonus for being a startup pregnant listener, you get 10% off of your first three months. And stick around at the end of the show because I'll tell you a little bit more about how they work and how to best use them. As always, hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have a minute to leave us a review, we would love that. If you need any of the show notes from the show, head to startuppregnant.com. All right, let's get started. All right, everybody, welcome to the first mini episode where I am going to, instead of interviewing somebody, I'm going to dissect a topic or explore a topic in more detail. So in some of these mini episodes, I'll be bringing you a book and sharing three of my favorite insights from it, or I'll be exploring an idea that I found really interesting or sharing with you something that transformed my own entrepreneurial or parenting journey. So in today's mini episode, I want to talk about Pamela Druckerman and her parenting book. It's called Bringing Up Bebe. And she also has a second book called Bebe Day by Day. A lot of people might have heard of this book. If not, it was one of the first books that my husband and I read where we got on the same page about our approach to parenting philosophy and said, you know, there's there's a lot that we think is a little bit strange about American culture. There's a lot of it that we like, and there's a lot where we, we want to step back a little bit and take a different approach to raising our kids. So the standout moment, I think, for me in this book, Bringing Up Bebe, is this moment when she talks about the pause. The pause is the idea that you wait just a little bit. So I'll read this short bit from the book where she says, One reason why French family life often feels calm is that parents emphasize patience. They don't treat waiting and related skills like coping with frustration and delayed gratification as innate qualities that kids are born with or without. They believe that these can be learned, and they aim to teach their parents patience the same way they will later teach them how to ride a bicycle. So this this idea of the pause, I want to explore it a little bit because I think it has really interesting implications, not just for parenting, but also for, for being a business owner and being a work colleague. One of the things I'm learning all the time as a parent is like what I do in any situation and then stepping back and watching and being like, wow, is that who I want to be and how I want to be? Like, is that reaction something I want to practice more of? Or is there some way that I want to maybe get a little bit better because that first reaction was not, it's like, oh, well, maybe I don't need to jump out of my skin every time something falls down. And I've noticed it on the playground lately. I get really nervous because I think my kid's going to fall everywhere. And and I'm trying to to step back a little bit and let him take a few steps and learn a little bit more and not jump in quite so fast. So 
How do we apply this to our own lives? First, here is an application that I think is so wise. This comes from a friend of mine. Her name is Lindsay. And she she told me early in the days when my little one was so little and and he was crying and I couldn't get there fast enough and I was worried about letting him cry himself to sleep or soothe himself to sleep. I was like, oh my gosh, how do you stand it? And she said, pretend your kid is the second, third, or fourth child. I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, if you have your hands full with another child, you love that kid, but you just can't get to them fast enough. And they will cry for a few minutes. And she is a fourth child. And she's like, and I turned out fine. Obviously, that's anecdotal evidence. But for all the second children, third children, and fourth children in the world, it probably took your parents a little bit longer to get to you. And we're all doing okay. So that was the first story that reminded me, oh, right, pause wait. It's okay for you to feel the feelings that you're feeling. I will be with you in a moment. And another friend of mine, when I recounted that story, said, yeah, just send them loving energy or send them a love note vocally, which is like, I hear you. I'm going to come. I'll be there in a minute. The second way that I think that this can really apply to our lives is in our working lives when we're replying to people or to tricky situations. For me, it's to pause before sending off a fast email reply. Something comes in, I don't like it. I make a judgment or an assumption about what's happening. Well, obviously this happened because of this and I don't like it. So I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you what, right? When I notice those instincts or those emotions are flooding my response, I have a choice to practice. A, I have a choice to pause and to be like, I'm going to save that as a draft. I'm not going to push send yet. Like, Let me just give that some breathing room. And I have a choice in every time that I do it, it becomes a practice. So this pattern over time becomes something that I can learn. You can say to yourself, okay, I want to pause and chew on that a little bit. Or, you know what, this can take 24 hours for a reply um, and slowly start to learn the pause. The third way that I think that this is applied to my life recently is in considering what my morning looks like. I have a very, I've been writing this about this on my personal blog. So people who are readers of my other blog will know that I talk a lot about my relationship to social media and email and my questioning of it. Like, do I need to be on it so much? And am I just wound up in the addiction that is the checking behavior? Am I addicted to my phone? And so in implementing the pause, I've struggled with, do I wake up in the morning and instantly check email and Facebook? And I've done that for a long time. I used to tell myself, I still probably tell myself that it was, uh, it was a little bit of a pressure relief. Like my brain is so full of like wondering and questioning and I would check it and I would say, okay, well, nothing has burned down in email. And I actually felt better and calmer about then diving into my writing routine. So as of lately, I'm trying to just implement a pause. I'm not trying to revolutionize my morning routine and say, okay, for the first three hours, I'm not going to check email because I'm going to dive into writing a long chapter of my book. That's never been something I've been able to do. But I just want to pause, wake up, put my feet on the ground, get a glass of water, and spend five minutes with myself 
before I do the emails. And as I start to add this little wedge and this little practice and this little pause, my mind says a few other things and says, oh, you know what? There's this book that you really wanted to read or here's the thing that was the most important and it bubbles up. And that act of adding just a pause and not revolutionizing something or upending something or trying to marry myself to the most perfect idea of a morning routine because that with kids, I don't know if that even exists. Somebody, another friend of mine told me, Susanna, we were talking on the phone the other day and she said, do you ever notice how most morning routines and most (laughs) famous morning routines and bloggers and podcasters who talk about morning routines often tend to be men? And I was like, oh, gosh, isn't that fascinating? But like a lot of Tim Ferriss's blog, which I love, one of my favorite podcasts, pardon me, a lot of Tim Ferriss's podcast asks about people's morning routines. And it's just so overwhelmingly male and worker centric. And it's not for parents. Uh, It's just such an interesting observation. You're like, well, I think the morning routines of mothers or primary parents is often There's a schedule and then there's also being responsive and adjusting to exactly what's happening in any given situation and moment. So I do my best to implement the pause, but it's in no way this perfect scenario. The pause is like taking a minute to exhale fully and breathe a full cycle of breath before you start again. Okay. So the question for you is, how do you implement this kind of behavior in your life? Do you think the pause is an interesting idea? How could you use it in your business life? If you want to tell me I'm crazy and that this is ridiculous and never something you would add to your life, leave a note in the comments on the blog post accompanying this episode. Thanks for listening to this first mini episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be bringing you some more interviews with amazing women and uh, more mini-sodes in the future. All right, I promised to talk a little bit about using virtual assistants and how to make that a part of your life as an entrepreneur. Taskerly, the sponsor of this episode, is a small team based in the UK, and they work with a ton of clients in the US. What they do is they focus on helping online businesses, entrepreneurs, and startups with their marketing and admin work behind the scenes. So here are some of the things that they do. They do social media scheduling, email marketing, inbox management. They can help with customer service, basic graphic design work. They can moderate Facebook groups. They even help with researching and outlining a ghostwriting if you're working on a big writing project. Or if you're running a blog and a podcast, they can help you manage your content calendars. And they've done things like website maintenance and making sure that your website is up to date. All of these things are super important things that online entrepreneurs need nowadays. And I remember the moment when I was so nervous because I wanted to hire somebody and I wasn't quite ready. Taskerly and other virtual assistants can be so helpful because they help you bridge the gap. And you're like, okay, I'm going to start with a few hours a month. Maybe I'll build up to a few hours a week. And once you realize how much it helps to have somebody on your team taking some of the load off. It just changes your life as an entrepreneur. If you're curious, head to taskerly.co slash pregnant and apply to work with them. They don't accept everybody, but if you apply and you get accepted because you're a good match as a bonus for being a startup pregnant listener, you will get 10% off of your first three months. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Startup Pregnant Podcast. If you have a question or a comment about the show, head to startuppregnant.com for all of the show notes, episode quotes, and more. We have weekly blog posts and a lot of bonus resources all over at startuppregnant.com. If you want to support the show, the best thing you can do right now is hit subscribe and then leave us a review. And if you'd like to become a sponsor, go to startuppregnant.com slash sponsors to find out more. Thank you so much. And I'll see you on the next episode.